Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast in another awesome episode. Today I'm Jonathan Nicole and we're eight hours time different, so like we're, like we're travelling time in a way because at the moment it's the morning for Nicole and evening for me, so um, it's, 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 it's really cool that we can just sit on here talking about something that we're passionate about, which is which is going to be Chrome today, so um, Nicole's going to be sharing her Chrome's journey, which is going to be really awesome. Um, because what we spoke a little bit before we started, and it's, it sounds a really cool um, story already. So, Nicole, it's 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 great to have you come on to the podcast. Um, w- w- would you mind just doing a little introduction of yourself? Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Nicole. I am 31, and I was recently diagnosed just two years ago, and um, I've actually been suffering with it my whole life. So it was kind of brand new and surprising. I can't wait to share my story, and you know, hopefully reach more people and maybe make some new friends <laughs> yeah we all need new friends in this department yeah we do we do <laughs> yeah. it's, it's i think it's the highlight of having crones isn't it um that you meet so many great people out there it is interesting uh, the community was really surprising for me i just ended up finding so many great souls that connected and really kind of supported me through it and now i'm able to do it back and it's growing and i don't know i'm really excited about the opportunity with it <laughs> yeah yeah and like um yeah so that like you know when i was like pre-diagnosis uh, um it was it was it's quite hard i think because you it, it's hard because i guess it, it, it all that come down to if you've heard about crohn's before or not but when you're diagnosed I think it's different for everyone isn't it so it yeah. like if you knew about it or didn't um so it, it, it's 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 a, it's a good community isn't it like the current community it is it's it's definitely interesting too because my experience with health problems throughout my life was to make sure I didn't talk about it and to pretend that it didn't exist and you know just sort of look normal and I've mastered that. <laughs> so it's made it very difficult to um, even get some doctors to be supportive in that. Um, and so I find it really amazing that there's these communities out there that just sort of are open and you know loud about what they're going through. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm gonna get on this bandwagon. Give me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about my issues now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a safe space to do it, isn't it? Like 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 you don't normally get anyone there. It's net. It's it's not very nice about it. Um, and I found that you know, like with with having crimes, that it's it's better, and it it, it helped actually. It helped me boost my confidence when I got diagnosed. Not straight away, because um, no. <laughs> I not not straight away, but um, I got diagnosed in twenty seventeen, so. It's coming up five years this month, um, so it's. I say it's pretty cool. It, it's not really cool, but <laughs> I guess it's cool in a way that five years. <laughs> hey, I mean you're ahead of me. I've only been diagnosed for two years, so I'm you know, <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm with you. It's not cool, but it's definitely. It's nice to have an answer. Yeah. Because when you were suffering and you didn't have an answer, it was just so much more difficult to navigate life and to connect with people. And I mean, I would sit down at dinner tables and be like, I can't eat that. And people would be like, why not? And I would be like, I don't know. It, it, it hurts. 
you know, <laughs> like I didn't have an actual reason, you know, I would just tell them I had allergies and finally it's like, oh, I have Crohn's disease. And now I can just be like, because I have Crohn's disease. And they're like, oh, no question about it. I won't even ask, you know, like further information. So yeah, like I, I, I'm the same with like that, that, that experience, like with, with like um food and a uh, light at the table and not eating it and, and like I, I, I remember not it wasn't even when I was diagnosed I think I, I went to a restaurant with some friends um and it was a spicy food restaurant and um mm. I, I I didn't know what was happening I, I was still in pain I still want to be on friends even though I was in pain um and then um I, I have I can't even remember what I ordered but I, I didn't eat it <laughs> I think it was chips I thought I just ordered chips I, was, I tried to nibble on the chips and I, and I, and I couldn't and and um and then I said I'm done and then like my, my friends thought well did you, do you want to get someone else and I said no I'm fine I'll just I'll, I'll stay with the chips and then so yeah it's, it's pretty hard you know because it's, it's true what they say like you don't properly understand unless you have it yourself yeah I think the worst part is is like I've actually stopped going out um to other people's homes for dinner because I have to tell them the list of things that I can't eat or or what I can eat and then it limits them for what they're able to serve or cook and I just I hate feeling like a burden in those situations and so it's limited my social life even yeah so it's like again finding these communities is just sort of like oh thank god <laughs> yeah. maybe I can hang out with you guys and you can cook and I'll or I can cook and we can just have really bland meals together <laughs> yeah makes more exciting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I think these past few years has been tough really yeah like um like like because what's happened what's happened in the world and stuff like that but also it's it's just been a bit dull isn't it and like being like vulnerable and for a compromise like you say you having to l limit your social life um yeah. which which can be hard but um which if you do stuff like this it makes your day a, a little bit better if it wasn't. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah, I was actually, so I was actually diagnosed in um, July of 2020. So it was just a few months after the whole COVID pandemic even began. And so I was in the hospital while, you know, pandemic patients were in the other wing and there was, um, just so many restrictions where I couldn't be visited. And it was, it was terrifying because I didn't know what was going on with me. And I almost died. Um, I was admitted septic because I had lost 25 pounds and, um, <laughs> I wasn't able to even walk on my own at that point. So it was a really, it was a really scary experience. And even after that, you know, I couldn't recover normally because of you know, all the pandemic restrictions and, and people were like, oh, you were in the hospital. I don't want to see you because they didn't want to catch it or catch COVID. They thought, you know, everybody in the hospital must be also getting COVID. And I was just like, eh, what a nightmare. I can't even imagine, <laughs> you know, people that had to have, you know, babies or operations at that time. Horrible. That's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi dog. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a good distraction. <laughs> um, yeah. So getting diagnosed, 
getting diagnosed during the pandemic is, it must be very stressful as well because like um like maybe like dnhs uh, uh, sorry like doctors um nurses or all of those guys are re- really busy with maybe covid patients and maybe not so focused on like people getting a diagnosis maybe or something that they don't know you don't even know yourself yet so it's it, it must be it must have been very stressful at that time it was um yeah even worse it was actually oh okay it wasn't difficult to be diagnosed because of how severe everything was they did a colonoscopy the day the next day that i was in the hospital and I was immediately diagnosed. There was no question because of how ulcerated everything was and all of my symptoms. Um, And they brought in a a gastroenterologist to do that. That wasn't hospital staff. So there was a lot of like specialists and I I was treated really well. Um, What was really interesting for me is that I have grown up with a, (laughs) a phobia of needles. (laughs) and my doctor was having to take my blood every day and so I was telling him I can't stay here anymore it's causing me too much stress because they would sedate me to get my blood and so he was telling me I need you to stay here because you're that unwell and I was like I'm not going to stay here unless you stop taking my blood and so we made a deal (laughs) that I stayed two more days and he didn't get my blood anymore (laughs) but And he waited until after um, I had been released from the hospital and we had a follow-up exam to let me know that the prognosis for Crohn's is IV treatments. And I was like, oh, thank you for that. I'm so glad that this can't be an oral medication. So I had to go and get treatment to get over my fear of needles so that I could take care of my Crohn's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So out of all the crazy, that was the hardest part for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fun, is it, having all these injections all the time and no. um, like going for blood tests and uh, like the dependable, like, I guess what depends on medication you're on if you, because um, not every medication is, you don't need a needle or a cannula for it, like you can, um, but it, most do, most is like an injection. It, um, um, if you are on medication, um, yeah, I am. I'm on uh, a drug called Remicade, and they do that for me every eight weeks with an IV in a hospital setting for about three hours at a time. Yeah, and it's helping, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's. I guess it's not as bad as having it maybe every few weeks. Like eight weeks is. I guess I guess when you're having it though, it doesn't feel long until your next eight weeks you go back. Yeah, it, it's it comes around pretty quickly, and these days I've gotten a little bit more relaxed with the idea. Even though I'm, I don't panic anymore when I see the needle. I still have anxiety because it's just it hurts really bad. Because I don't just have Crohn's; I have fibromyalgia, and so the needle going in itself is very painful. So it's just extra anxiety around the idea of it really and then I get over it once it's in <laughs> yeah well when I used to go in for like infusions and stuff I would um always um 
squeeze my hand really hard. <laughs> um, I was like, it would go red and like my nails would, would dig, it would come into my skin. Oh, like, yeah. And I don't know, it just helped me. Um, it, it didn't help my hand, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good it's a good distraction right when you just clench and you dig in yeah, yeah. to your palm <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and um I, I always wanted the same person though or a person that I recognized that they knew what they were doing uh, yeah. like I wouldn't like a newbie no offense to them um um I did have one situation though with a newbie <laughs> or a trainee person yeah. um and the situation was is um that um like you had the person that I'm used to thinking oh no you're going to do this today and they said um uh, they asked me if they could have like a, this trainee person and they'll be with them to put the in- candle in my arm for the infusion and I said yes because I was nice <laughs> at the time and then nice. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you, you, you'll see the next part is um because normally if you if you have good veins and um, I guess you drink a lot before your infusion, um, which I normally do. So every time I think it's going to be good. And then um, it normally is. And then it took we're five minutes in, I think. And then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, we, in my mind, I'm saying, why well, this long? And, and then I think I end up saying, um, can the other person do it? Because I don't get why <laughs> you're not doing it. He said, uh, and, then, and then, then the person says, can we go on this arm? And uh, we did. And and then still not working. And the thing is, when, when someone does it wrong, for me, because I think I've got good veins. Um, I do I dr- too. And yeah, and I drink a lot. <laughs> I, I make sure I drink a lot. I probably drink a litre or, or two litres before I go. Um, not which I'll probably go over toilet half a dozen times during the infusion for that. <laughs> um, but, Isn't that convenient with your IV pole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's annoying because you have to ask to get unplugged and then and stuff like that and and yeah and then after when the actual I asked them to change over for the person I'm used to they did it in a few seconds and it was done um and then and then this trainee went over to across the room to um another one and they put it in like they didn't put it in the vein they they that they put it where in another place where I felt sorry because the person had to stay even longer to um that so I made a good choice to change when I did yeah no I had uh well because of my fear I don't mess around I understand um they've actually designated a particular nurse for me at the facility now and nobody else is allowed to work with me because I have fears (laughs) I'm like I think I traumatize the nurses when I cry they don't like it (laughs) it's it's good you have that I don't care how old I am I will cry (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I had this situation where um I I don't normally cry, um I don't like I I don't like to cry in front of people, but um <laughs> but, but um this one situation I couldn't help it um like or, 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 I think it it was it was either I can't remember what what when it was because I I went into it it was either when I went into um hospital because I was in a uh, before my crying when I had massive stomach pain and and stuff or it was either where that there was that there was a situation I went to hospital because I couldn't walk for some reason I still don't know to this day why that happened um mm-hmm. and and what happened was I, I um I had the blood test with this man 
and um, he was keep like he was he he wasn't going into my vein with a needle, and I didn't know if he was doing it right or not because he he was keep saying he, he was doing it, but I shouldn't be feeling this pain, so I was crying, and then um, I he he stopped it, and then someone else did it later on, but. I did cry there because it was very painful. It does hurt when they miss. Yeah. I don't does. like it. <laughs> no, I don't either. And then the annoying thing is that his, uh, this doctor or blood test guy was, uh, he didn't come to say apologize. He's, um, the person who comes to get you to, um, to do it did say that he's very sorry. And then, well, I understand why he probably didn't come because I would have been annoyed with him even more if he came himself. But um, yeah, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 not great. Like they they say that they're trained and they do it wrong, and then not good. <laughs> well, the Chronicles of Crohn's. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The the the, the, cro- the Chronicles of Crohn's. That is a good name <laughs> for it. <laughs> I think um, so. How long did it um, take for you to actually get diagnosed with Crohn's? So um, that was, it was an interesting journey. It, it really was something that I actually was born with. Um, so I've been just dealing with it as food limitations my whole life. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, things got really stressful and just like everybody else, you know, your world sort of fell apart a little bit and, you know, you were, um, struggling to just make ends meet and just, you know, the regular problems with pandemics, I guess. (laughs) Um, and so I ended up getting really sick and I was, I was down for about three weeks and I lost, like I said, a ton of weight. Um, and I went to the ER twice and my second ER doctor was like, you might have Crohn's disease. And I just looked at him and I said, no, I don't. (laughs) I was like, no, I don't. I don't have Crohn's disease. Don't put that on me. (laughs) And I left, I left with a referral to a gastroenterologist and I was like, okay, I'll go see. And, um, brought me into the gastroenterologist's office. They wanted to run a bunch of tests, but it was going to take some time. So my mom actually brought me to her place. I was there for about a week and I got so sick that I wasn't able to move I, like myself. I couldn't regulate my breathing. I wasn't able to keep down any food. Um, and at that point, my, I went to a physical therapist who was doing some releases around my body and he goes, you need to go to the hospital right now. And so I went from that office, I got in the car with my mom. She brought me straight to the hospital. They admitted me for being septic. And then I found out the next day after they did my the colonoscopy yeah so yeah it's, it's so uh, not long at all and like um like a, a kind of lost is not very nice is it <laughs> it's not um, no and he gave me i think you know how you have to drink that big jug right yeah 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 he gave me three hours to finish that oh. he was like if you want it done today you have until one o'clock and it was like 10 and I was like, ah, give me the jug. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not waiting any longer. The, the more I wait to do this test, the longer I'll be in the hospital. Give me the jug. <laughs> yeah. It's not to drink as well, isn't it? It is. And it's not, it's not good. And then the, the, you know, the fact that you're having to go in the middle of 
drinking it and to the bathroom and back and you're just sort of like tortured and you know that the more that you drink this the more you're gonna have to go to the bathroom it's like it's a mental struggle too yeah it is <laughs> it is and I was fortunate I did it at home <laughs> I, I was fortunate I did it at home but the funny thing is because I was empty anyway uh, because I, I lost a lot of weight too um and okay. I, I wasn't eating as well um so that mean that I wasn't I didn't really have anything to empty um yeah. so uh, I didn't drink the whole the, the whole of it because I thought maybe I, I'm not going to I didn't go to the toilet once uh, to, uh, I did for a week but I don't count <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, um but yeah it, it, it was weird and they said I had a hundred percent record of, of it when they said you're completely empty and that I might empty it a little bit but um it, because it takes 15 minutes it take me to to drink it i put orange juice in it i think i did um as well um, oh that's lucky um but it didn't taste much you don't still taste it though it's not it's not you taste it even more than the orange juice <laughs> um <laughs> um but but yeah it, it's it's not nice and i've only had one since i've been diagnosed and then i had a sigmoidoscopy last year which is just um um it's not the whole lot it's just I think um, the the top part, no, the bottom half of 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 your bow, and it's it's not as bad, but yeah, it's it's not a nice thing we go through, is it? No, um, and since I was diagnosed, I've only had one as well. They wanted to do both; they did an endoscopy and a colonoscopy at the same time. So yes, I lucked yeah. out because I didn't have to do those separately. <laughs> so yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, but, uh, yes, it it it, it was a uh, like. I think it's good in a way they just get it over and done with straight away rather than just going back again and doing the other one. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking forward to my next one. Oh. Who knows what they're going to make me do? No, I, I, I was sedated for it. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. but I still feel, felt bits of it, um, which it, 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 it was, um, I, I remember I did like, the um the one that put that down your throat second, um I think I did I can't remember I'm sure I did, um but but yeah it, that one weren't great really because it, you yeah yeah you have to breathe and they they say stay still stay still. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I was totally out for all that. Thank goodness I would have not yeah. been well if I remembered anything. <laughs> Probably yeah. never go back. Yeah, yeah, but um. No, but as we have crimes, we could have more and more, aren't we, of them? <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, but but yeah, it's, it's at least we get answers from it, though. You know, like you, you get a diagnosis of crimes when afterwards. Absolutely, it's worth it. It's just torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, like. I, I'd never heard of one even before Crohn's, so I was going in for this procedure and um, ill, let's say, and it's, you got, it's, it's, it, 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 let's say it is an experience. Uh, best part was, uh, there shouldn't be a best part, but <laughs> the, the best part was I, I was looking at the camera, like, you know, like, because you can, um, when you stay awake over here, like, you can look at the camera, what they did inside, which, I don't know. I just found a distraction. Um, that would be interesting. Kind of follow the camera through your body. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's cool. Yes, it it, it, it was pretty cool. Um, it, 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 yeah, it, I, I enjoyed the, um, when they put it at, like, the, the tube, but your back passage, I would say enjoyed, but it, it just felt better than, um, like, the other one, uh, like, the, the down your throat where you, it is, um, the best bit is when it goes out, like, it's done, it's all done, it's out, and then it's all right, where it survives. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We look forward to that part. Yeah, yeah. So, how are you doing with your Chromes at the moment, Nicole? Um, I'm actually surprisingly finally doing well. Um, for the last six months, I was having a lot of bowel disruption. Um, and now I'm finally starting to have a solid bowel movement, which is much. I've been waiting for that. It's, it's been a incredible journey just to get here because I was so stressed out for the last six months. And now I'm finally like, oh my goodness, my body is behaving normally. <laughs> don't scare it. <laughs> like, don't do, I'm like, don't do anything that might mess it up. I'm like, and I'm traveling on Friday and going, okay, <laughs> don't eat anything new. Make sure that you don't get stressed out. Like show up at the airport early, just like, you know, preparing yeah. myself to not have any kind of digestion overload or something where I can just manage myself while I'm out of town. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's always like, you, you, it's hard when you travel and you go places because you, I guess you always think like, is something going to happen or like, it's, you just fear it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, you don't know, even like, I have so much control over the food that I eat and I make sure that, you know, my, you know, the spices and the crackers, or I don't do anything with nitrates or hormones. I don't hardly do any vegetables. My, my diet is so limited and I make sure it stays that way so that I can protect myself. And when I go travel, I'm like, okay, I need to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I am not going to a restaurant. Yeah. Who knows what they're doing back there? Yeah, because you, uh, they put all these ingredients in, don't they? And you, you just don't know. Is there's like, is there something that that you can't have or or something? So, so always best to be safe, I guess. Like like you say, go to a shop. You you know what you can have, and and you, you know what you have to avoid. Absolutely. So to answer, absolutely, I am in remission, and I am hoping to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's very hard to get into remission as well because um like it takes it takes it takes some people a year like i think that's the great thing about crimes everyone's different we all have our different stories because um i was in remission for a little while um i was yeah. um and then um because remission is a very unique kind of term i think because like my remission was really cool and then um, I was out of measure, not because I was in any pain. It was because maybe Crohn's levels were a bit out of range that they weren't in maybe the normal range it should be. And that, that's why I'm out of remission. It wasn't because I'm in any pain, which I haven't really been. Like, not the pain, like a burning sen sen sensation in my stomach, kind of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I do get fatigued quite a lot of the time. <laughs> 
Uh, that, that's a common symptom of mine. I guess I would only say remission regarding my digestive situation. Mm. And that that's like not something that I imagine is going to stay that way. It kind of ebb and flows. So when you said that, you know, like I'm going, well, yeah, my fatigue is not any different. And, you know, it's just specifically with, you know, my digestive symptoms because I have trouble swallowing. Like I have all of the the whole digestive tract um, issues and that never stops. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, it's just sort of one of those things where I'm like, oh, thank goodness, regular bathroom habits for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I remember like when, before I was diagnosed and I couldn't eat, I had a whole meal in front and I just said I couldn't eat it. Um, and I was bloated after a mouthful or something. I, I, it's, it's crazy. And like, I say, I've always had, because it's 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 like with fatigue it's I, I can tell the difference before I was diagnosed and now um yeah. like it's it's very much different um like fall asleep kind of fatigue sometimes um say so if you're doing maybe lots of exercise um and then you come home maybe halfway through the day and then you go for t- sleep and then um <laughs> And then for me, I stay up for most of the rest of the night. That happens. <laughs> I, I won't be tired. Um, some people are. So some people are very tired. But um, I guess fatigue isn't. It's it. It is a. It's a human function that we're all going to have. But it's just like maybe people who are immunocompromised have Crohn's. Maybe just get it a bit more tiring. Quite. Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And, don't even have to do much either sometimes <laughs> no you can get out of bed and go lay down again <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it's, it's 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 um it's pretty crazy yeah so what kind of food can you eat and what can't you eat okay um I know I touched on that just a titch but I've got a whole oh a whole lot of don't um, I'm actually sugar-free, dairy-free, soy-free, corn-free, gluten-free. Um, I don't eat, um, nightshades, which are inflammatory foods like potatoes, tomatoes, eggplants. Um, I don't eat, uh, foods that are high in FODMAPs, which are just fruits and vegetables that carry a high amount of sugar content. So I don't eat like mangoes or broccoli or garlic or onions and things like that. Um, and I mainly, oh, and I don't eat corn. So I mainly eat, (laughs) um, meat that has no seasoning, nitrates or hormones, and that's not cured or um, dried. Yeah. So nothing, nothing happens or smoked. I mean, um, so I can do, cause I don't do free radicals either, which this, the smoked aspect, it leaves that. Okay. Um, so like I said, any kind of meat, just super basic. And then I eat rice in all forms, um, rice crackers, cereal, rice, rice, rice noodles, um, rice milk. Cause I don't do any legumes either because those are considered high FODMAPs. So that takes all of the, you know, like that's like peanuts and 
cashews and beans of any sort. I, yeah, I have a very, very limited diet. (laughs) I like it. It's not an issue. It's just, I figured out how to do it well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yes. It's like, you can't be a bit of rice. (laughs) Then yeah. 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 So basically I live on meat and carbs, which people are very surprised by because I'm not, you know, heavy and they attribute carbs to a weight gain. Whereas for me, it's like, you know, if I don't eat carbs, I feel very ill. Hmm. So I just try to balance it with more protein, less carbs, but. Yeah. Like I used to live on rice too. Like um, before I was diagnosed, I always had them with rice. Um, literally all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For breakfast. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can't understand like what you're saying a little bit there. And like, um, yeah, because you, you had to eat little things, but when you was on, you know, the, um, the prep for the, the Kono philosophy. So, um, you can only eat the little things like, I think like rice and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, and you couldn't drink either for a long period of time. <laughs> so all that taste of, uh, like, um, what you're drinking is it's in your mouth overnight. So it's not, not friendly that was, but, but yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, Good. rice is, um, it's supposed to make you full, isn't it? Like if, if you have a lot of rice or, it's supposed to, it's supposed to make you really full. So it's uh, it not bad. It works. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. good. I'm not but, starving anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for me, um, I have, I can't really eat spicy foods. I can't have caffeine. Um, yeah. Oh, so, yes. Me neither. Yeah. Can't have caffeine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'll just have diet. Um like coffee or I don't really drink tea so I don't have tea but like every once in a while if I have coke or something will be of a diet um or non-caffeinated I know yeah it doesn't it take the fun out of it a little bit um well funny enough I don't really taste the difference no not the different taste but just the fun of drinking it you know yeah have coffee and be like oh yeah because you're not getting any you're still get you it's not helping like considering fatigue with Crohn's and you're having a non-caffeinated thing that's not giving no caffeine <laughs> so yeah. it's not it's not great you're like eh. I mean I still drink it don't get me wrong I have decaf coffee right over there but I miss just the little the the kick you used to get because when I'm tired I'm like well I'm tired <laughs> there's yeah. nothing I can do about it now <laughs> Yeah, and, and like in most places, like going, for example, if you go to maybe a restaurant or something, they that are quite likely not to have decaf things in there. And you might like a lot if you go to a supermarket, you are most likely to get maybe a decaf thing there. So it's a bit sad that it's not. It's like that. I know they do make it difficult. I mean luckily these days things are more accessible but they're not as uniform in you know availability everywhere so I understand what you mean it's just sort of like one day we'll get there (laughs) yeah we will and like like a a couple years after I was diagnosed I I found out that actually like seven up is non-caffeinated but it's really small on the actual can so I found out you can actually get no, non-caffeine of that which helps 
<laughs> like yeah. I think more and more things are, are, are coming out that oh, I haven't got caffeine in it, which which is good for us. Definitely. Yeah, I, I typically grab a Sprite Zero because it's sugar-free and no caffeine. Yeah, I always get a Sprite. And it's um, good, I know. <laughs> yeah, the Sprite is, is awesome. <laughs> good for your stomach, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, do you, do you, do you want to speak a little bit about like, um, your, like, um, speaking with your local news about like having a voice? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, recently I was actually in a modeling competition where I, I had no idea if I was going to get in. And so I just happened to submit a couple of pictures and I I made the cut, which was really amazing. And so I kind of was like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. And I, I put in my bio that I was there to advocate for, you know, those of us with autoimmune disorders. And I wanted to be a voice and an advocate for, you know, those who can't. And instead of using the prize money for, you know, my own benefit, I wanted to donate a portion of it to a Crohn's foundation. And I wanted to support and be a voice in, you know, winning that competition for other people like myself, um, instead of just being on the cover and saying, oh, look at me, I'm amazing. It was, oh, look at me, I have this and I'm representing, you know, millions of people that are also suffering that don't have a voice here. And so as a result, I ended up getting myself on or in a local newspaper, just sort of talking about um, the advocacy and it was because I actually made it to the quarterfinals and I won my quarterfinals spot, which was about, I think it was 1% of the people in the pop, in the competition that got the quarterfinals. And then even further after that, there were 30,000 people in this competition. So it was a really big deal. And all of my supporters or the majority of my supporters, I shouldn't say all, um, had autoimmune disorders, have autoimmune disorders and are working, you know, to be as supportive in that as possible. So it was really empowering and my community grew immensely as a result of it. And so I actually ended up getting people from my local community that were supporting me as a result of the uh, article. And I have done a live interview and now this podcast, which is amazing. And I'm just sort of like, I don't, I'm, I'm loving the opportunity to kind of stand on a soapbox a little bit, just because I've been so silenced my whole life by myself. I did it to me, but I was keeping my voice as small as possible because I didn't want people to know that I was suffering. And I wanted to have that picture perfect lifestyle where everything was just sort of like, oh, you know, all of the all of the bad stuff or the stuff you don't want to talk about is just swept under the rug. And I was like, you know what, screw this. Let's talk about it because <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of pretending, you know, it, it keeps people at bay when they don't really know what's going on in your life. And I want real connections and I want to be, you know, raw and embarrass myself. It's good. <laughs> Why not? It is good. Like, um, I think we hide away from such a while and then you think like that maybe start maybe you don't know about it much yourself you, you maybe don't know many people and then you find a good community like this and like do like what you've done to get into like the newspaper which is which is really cool like um 
and it's 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 like a, a moment that you're going to remember forever. So it's it is like it's it's really good because like like that like you say it will inspire other people. Um, yeah, um, you have, you have to show me it because it, it'll be be nice to, to have a look. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, I just I also just feel like it's different when you see a disabled person doing something that a, you would imagine an abled person doing. You know, so so being a model isn't something that you typically see folks with disabilities doing. And I also wanted to just be a little bit of an inspiration in that. And the fact that I was even able to do it was amazing for me. And I actually took the pictures for myself, but I didn't take them to, to put them in the competition. And so then I went, oh, okay, well, you know, let's see if they work. And why not, you know, show other people that just because you're disabled doesn't mean that you're completely incapable of doing something that you may really want to do yeah so right i think whenever you put your mind something you, you can do it because like um like i never thought about maybe doing a podcast before and then uh, it's a good way to meet new people and like it's it's great and like i speaking today like with you hearing about your story is awesome and like le learning new things as well it's really cool and there yeah, and you can say you've you shared your story again and and it's 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 kind of a good moment to for you to share your story and we can share things with each other <laughs> absolutely it's been wonderful meeting you i can tell you that <laughs> yeah it's been great because like we said again um different time zones it's, it's always fun with with, with with different time zones because um it's like morning for you evening for me <laughs> I know. yeah my son is blinding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes it's, it's pretty crazy um just before we finish Nicole is there anything like any advice that you any last words that you, you want to say before we I'd finish love to um so I know for me that you know going through the Crohn's journey and feeling the discouragement of like okay well if everything hurts to eat what can I eat and just sort of grieving what you have to let go of keep at it you start like it's the same thing as giving up something that you may crave like sugar it just takes some time to get past that moment of you know grieving or craving or wanting that for yourself or feeling like you're missing out and you start realizing that taking care of yourself is so much more important than eating that food and if you start to love you and it's you and your body against the disease instead of you against your body then you can start to accept that this is the way that you can love yourself the best and support yourself the most and be the best version of you. So don't give up, be patient and allow yourself to feel all the negative feelings because when you do, they can go past and you can start to feel the positive ones. Yeah. I, I, I love that because it's all about being like, like uplifted and 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 like have a lot of energy so i i love that nicole and i'm glad that you've enjoyed like today because it's, it's been really cool like speaking with you and yeah we'll we'll definitely keep in touch and everything and and yeah it's, it's been awesome yeah. <laughs> agreed definitely <laughs> had a well, blast yeah it's been awesome well f thanks nicole it's been it's been great absolutely thanks for having me